0: So we're two weeks into Brexit, it's not altogether easy to tell what's going on at the moment, they're claiming everything's moving smoothly through Dover, although there are many fewer lorries going through Dover. It's not looking so good for Scottish fishermen sending fish to France and to Spain. You've been very busy over the last fortnight, tell us how it looks from your perspective.
1: Well, busy is a very good word, Matthew. We are making sure that we continue to offer the service at the highest level to our clients, and that's required quite a lot of organisation. One of the main things to come out of that is that we are now dealing with securities regulators in 27 different countries rather than one overarching European uh, directive. And those... Countries are diverging from one another. So just in terms of the simple cost of dealing with those different regulatory requirements and um, a drift away from a central, unified European approach, that has that has definitely caused us quite a lot of time and effort to make sure that we're complying with those different regulations in different countries and in order to make sure that the service is as seamless and of the highest quality, so it has been. It has been, I would say, tricky to navigate and time-consuming and expensive.
0: So, how much are you having to do with your business in Germany now? Because you you bought that business within the last couple of years, very much with with Brexit in in mind. Does that mean a lot of stuff has already moved from London to Germany?
1: We did buy a very good business with a great research brand and distribution franchise but also it gave us the optionality of being able to continue to deliver the service, as I said, to clients in Europe from that base in Frankfurt, but also with offices in Paris and Zurich and Munich as well. So we we are now well distributed around, around the continent. So in terms of how we're dealing with that, we are seeing volume of trading and people Move to the continent. So, one of the things that happened very quickly at the start of this trading year is that the volume of shares traded in the UK has dropped off as some of that has migrated, that trading pattern has migrated to Europe. So, in an otherwise relatively thin market for volumes, we've had another fracture in terms of where clients are prepared to trade and venues they're prepared to trade in. So, that has already happened and we've seen more movement on the derivative side but even in the regular way with c100 trading we've seen volume moved to the continent so there's activity gone to continental europe and if there's activity gone then there are people that have also gone with that activity
0: now one of the other things that we discovered last week dug up i think by the ft was that our population seems to have shrunk in the last 18 months by about 700,000 people within the UK, and a lot of them appear to have left London. So I wonder, as the boss in Europe, whether talent is now a worry for you, that, you know, maybe younger people without strong ties to London here might be kind of tempted to leave and go elsewhere in Europe where the action is.
1: It very much does concern me. It does concern us. That 700,000 number that you referred to was just the London, the number of people who've left London. I think it's over a million for the UK as a whole in terms of the shrinkage in population. It is of concern because one of the reasons businesses came to set up in the UK was the pool of talent available, well-educated, well-rounded talent. And it's clear from those numbers that some of that is, is moving back to the continent from what I've just been saying about the volume of activity. And it's, it's slightly troubling that the government have come out of the Erasmus scheme in terms of higher education on a pan-European basis. So are we going out of our way as a country to make this a less friendly market to move to? If you're a talented young person, we, we are and that will have an effect on the number of students that are prepared to come to work here and learn here and be educated here, and that will have an effect on the talent pool that businesses like ours will be able to access. This government haven't necessarily impressed anybody in terms of their ability to, to think ahead, a new cycle even, let alone a number of years. And the needs that we're talking about in terms of long-term planning and education are really five- to ten-year plans. This government seemed to have difficulty planning ahead for the next six months to an examination suite. I don't think there's much thought going into to what we should do next as a country in order to make use of the freedom that we're all embracing.
0: And it is very much after the fact, isn't it? I mean, there was a pretty strong sense since 2016 that the last people in the country they were listening to were businesses because businesses were telling them things that they didn't really want to hear. I wonder what you feel the kind of relationship between business and government is like at the moment. And do you think do you think businesses feel they know where they are with this government?
1: I'd be surprised if they do. The ideology that seems to consume the current cabinet doesn't seem to allow them the intellectual space to consider where they might be going wrong. From a business standpoint, you don't have that luxury to fall in love with ideology because the market is a bit more hard-nosed than that and a bit more pragmatic. In terms of getting a sense as to what growth drivers this government is, is really trying to extract and trying to build and invest behind, there, there is no sense of strategy it's hard to, to come away from interactions with them feeling that they believe in anything other than their own position and their own ideology.
0: We've still got NATO, we've still got the G7 seat, we've still supposedly got some sort of special relationship with the United States. What about that kind of soft power, you know, things like our foreign office and the BBC and what's left of our reputation internationally?
1: I mean, the BBC is a fabulous brand and a fabulous export, and and we should all embrace the fact that it's not a paid-for news organisation. It is much wider and much better than that. And if we stand back for a moment to think about what Fox News has helped to do in the United States, we should all be very cautious about moving to that paid-for news cycle. Um, In terms of the softer power, the hard reality is that Brexit has done a huge amount of damage to the UK's relationship with Europe, all 27 countries they're in. And the UK may have uh, a preferred relationship with the States, but Boris has done quite a bit of damage to that relationship between the Biden administration and this administration. So that's a big part of the world. That's possibly that's 650 million or upwards of consumers that we have, undermine our relationship with. I don't think that's a brilliant starting position, to be perfectly honest.
0: Joe Biden, he's gonna spend the first part of his summer holidays in Carbis Bay in Cornwall. His heart must be quickening at the thought of marching into the waves of his bucket and spade.
1: It was very, very casual of the UK in terms of the Brexit negotiations to put the Northern Ireland peace agreement with which biden is heavily invested at risk through that process so i think he comes with a suitable weighting of caution as regards
0: the uk you must see the, some ray of sunshine coming somewhere you know
1: the 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 single the single ray of sunshine at the moment is is the fact that the vaccination program is going better and more quickly than anybody might have supposed and that that does bode well and I'm not saying for a moment that we can't emerge from these ashes a bit stronger but we have to do as a country a bit more thinking about how it's not going to magically appear and if we don't think about the opportunities for young people building talent pools thinking about options and opportunities for the younger generation then it's going to be harder for us to make it.